Welcome everyone to the weekly discussion podcast. My name is Pastor Kyle. And my name is Pastor Holly. Well, my name is just Holly, actually. I know, yeah, but, I know. But true. I am Pastor Holly. You are Pastor yeah, Holly. My yes. mother did not name me Pastor. No, no nor yeah. did mine. But, you know, speaking of names, sometimes it's really fun. Like, this happens to me all the time, and maybe I've mentioned this before. I know I've mentioned it to you, but I don't know that I've said it on the podcast. But because, you know, your name is only one L away from yes. the word holy. Yes. Mm-hmm. When I'm typing like an email or, or something or, you know, in, in chats, work chats and stuff or texts that we have so many times, I, I maybe it's autocorrect on some of my devices. I can't remember, but like I will type it. And just before I hit send, I realize it says holy. It says holy. And not yes. holy. <laughs> Dear Holy. Dear Holy. <laughs> Mine is just the opposite, that when I go to type the word holy, because I'm a pastor, because yes. I'm in seminary, I have opportunity to type that word a lot. regularly. And yes. when I type that, it tries to autofill to holy. holy yes. Which is not really something I want in like seminary papers, my name instead of the Oh, uh, that's funny. Holy. And you'd have to like really read through your stuff because yeah. probably for your computer, you know, it learns those kinds of things. It wouldn't yeah. necessarily... Uh, mark it as like a, a misspelling. And it's it's a word, it's a noun other than being a right. proper name. And so it doesn't catch it as like misspelled. Yeah. Yeah. Like you get an F on some paper because your professor's like, you have a really high view of yourself. I do. Yes. Yeah. The Holy Spirit. Yeah. <laughs> so good. We should make shirts at Crossview, <laughs> the Holy Spirit, and just see if people notice. Oh, it's great. It's good. <laughs> That'd be so it's good. good. Well, we almost had a special guest here this morning. Uh, just before we started recording, my son came in yeah. to the church here, and uh, and he had a question, but I I half expected him to uh, to want to join us. To join us, mm-hmm. yeah. I kind of knocked on the door, and we both looked at each other like, "What? Like, what is that?" Because the yeah, it was a weird knock. This, the podcast studio here, this room is kind of tucked away, and we're yeah. like, "Who even knows this room exists?" It almost sounded like it could have been like just a knock on the wall, yeah, or yeah. something, and they were like, "Wait." Why is something knocking on the on the wall? Yeah. <laughs> What's out there? Yeah. I appreciate you going to the door and checking that out and being like so if something bad had happened, oh, yeah. it would have happened to you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Absolutely. <laughs> oh man, that's funny. My, my son, he so he, we've got uh we've got a board here that has some colored buttons uh that have sound effects actually that we could add to our podcast. Yes. Which we don't. Uh we've been playful with that in other ways, but we, we don't include those in our discussion podcast. Right. Obviously, you've not heard those before, but he did tell me that I needed to use one today. Okay. Mm-hmm. So are you going to? Yeah. There's a cricket noise in here. Yes. So he said, if, if Pastor Holly makes a joke and nobody laughs. Oh, he, no. He's like, dad, hit the crickets. Oh, he's very specific. <laughs> wow. That's it. So we have lots of opportunity noise. to use the cricket noise. We just, we just haven't. So yes, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. So funny. If and nobody laughs, there's two of us in the room. <laughs> I know. <laughs> uh, that's nobody so ever great. laughs. Well, nobody see, laughs. if nobody laughs, we also have a laugh track. That's true. That we could play we bring our just own, in case our own laughter. Yeah. Yes. In, in case it's really not funny. We could you know, it could sound funny. It but right. Just yeah, like a nineties sitcom. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, like friends. We're gonna tell something. you when we're being funny yeah. so that you know. <laughs> So then you can laugh. <laughs> oh, that's so great. Well, Pastor Holly, <laughs> great transition here to our last psalm of our summer psalm series. Yes. Uh, we are, we, yesterday was our last Sunday in the summer psalm series, and we looked at 
a wonderful psalm, Psalm 139. Yes. One of the better known psalms, very well known, although you may not recognize the the number, right? It's not necessarily right. the number that's so so well known, but the psalm itself yes. is um, well known. And actually, I think a number of the the materials I used for study this week, that was like one of the first things most of them said, is that this is one of the, the most well-known psalms in the collection of psalms. Yes. Several commentaries said that. Yeah. Lots of our uh, songs, or there have been lots of contemporary songs, modern songs, that have uh, have used this as, uh, as part of the lyric. Of course, right. all of the psalms are songs originally, mm-hmm. but we don't necessarily sing them as such. But this is one that's made it into our um, music today. Yes, absolutely. You know, kind of a side note here about music in the Psalms, which is kind of fun. One of the things that um, a lot of people have been sending me throughout the Psalms series are songs uh, that are made, written from their favorite Psalms. Yes. And uh, there's been several weeks where the Psalms that we've actually been talking about, people have been sending me like YouTube links or something like that. Oh, that's to, cool. Two songs that they that they like. So there's one for this that I have actually linked on our weekly resources page from one of my favorite groups, worship groups, Shane and Shane. Yeah, they have a couple of albums. I think two different albums of of uh, songs that they've written directly from the Psalms. Yes, and they have one on Psalm 139. That's really good. Oh, so go nice. listen to it. Yeah, love those it. are good albums. You you pointed me in that direction a while back, and I I love that as well. They yeah. have some of my favorite psalms in there. Yeah, that's really good. So this psalm, I said, Pastor Heller, I mentioned to you, my hope uh, as people hear the message from yesterday, whether and I hope this happens to you if you were with us, whether in person or online, if you're going to listen to it this throughout the week or the message throughout the week, or even if you're just going to spend some time reading this psalm, what I'm hoping that we end with for this summer psalms is for people to feel like this is a warm hug. Yes. Oh, that's very Olaf of you. <laughs> I know, right? totally. The song started singing. Yes, the, I know. <laughs> Not, frozen music. For, yeah, that will be forever in, in my mind. Now. Yeah. Yeah, I love that. And and I think, I I hope people hear um, that it's, you haven't, it's not that you've preached a a feel-good sermon, although it does of course right. but but that's not the the point the point here is that, that the message of this psalm is so uh comforting and so reassuring and uh and does leave us hopefully with this um this sense of warmth of yeah. the 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 radiant love of God so yeah that's and, where we are yeah uh, and i mean we'll just jump in right away here to kind of david's response to to all the things that he's talking about so let me well actually let me just read a little bit i'm not going to read the whole thing but let me read just a few verses here so you kind of get the spirit of the of the psalm so psalm 139 this is just starting in verse 1 oh lord you have examined my heart and you know everything about me you know when i sit down or when i stand up you know my thoughts Even when I'm far away, you see me when I travel and when I rest at home. You know everything I do, which we had a fun conversation about that just before we started, which um, maybe you might feel a little bit of tension in that, uh, like, oh, wow, uh uh-oh, the Lord knows everything I do. (laughs) He knows everything, yeah. (laughs) But the heart of this psalm is not one of uh, judgment and... and, um, and, uh, yeah, I mean, we might receive some conviction in that, which maybe that's from the Holy Spirit and that can be okay, but right. that's not the heart of this psalm here. This is supposed to be a positive knowing of of who we are, what we do. Yes, that God knows you so well that every part of your life is is known by him. It's yeah. not a 
God's spying on you kind of thing. Right, yeah, <laughs> right, absolutely. And actually that's kind of, you know, that was some fun work for me to do this this last week as I was thinking through this, which is how is it that I understand? You, you had a great comment about this, and maybe you can share this, but how is it that when I, when I read that, how is it that I think about who God is? Yeah. And how is it that I think about who I am in that uh, that can color how we might receive what we just read, that yeah. he knows everything we do. And uh, it might be difficult. But you had a comment about how thinking about our kids helps with this. Yeah. Well, I think a a lot of uh, the way that we uh, see God and understand God and ourselves um, can that can sometimes be tied to our own experiences of relationships in our life, particularly relationships with uh, with our parents, if we see God as as a father. Uh, And so I think that the way that we. Uh, have experienced uh, maybe family relationships can sometimes have a, a, a significant effect on how we how we see God. And so, yeah. so depending on what that looks like in your life, you may hear that God knows your every thought, that God uh, uh, knows where you are and knows all that you do and all that you say. You may you may hear that as intimidating or threatening, like God's watching to make sure that you don't mess up and is going to just judge you harshly or punish you whenever he sees you mess up. Or, and I hope this is true for many of you, that uh, that God um, knows your life so intimately and knows your heart and knows your thoughts in, in such a, uh, in the way of a loving parent, that would be, um, that, that would just mean that your life is very dear and very precious to yeah. God. And so what we were saying before we started recording was, when we think about our own kids, um, I, we don't say, uh, I love my kids despite their <laughs> faults. Like, I love my kids even though they have whatever weakness or whatever uh, problem in their life. We don't say that. Right. We just say, I love my kids. Yes. And that's not to say that we don't want to see our kids grow and mature um, in character and in wisdom, uh, but our love is not at all dependent upon that. We just love our kids yes. because they're ours and they're precious and, uh, and, and beloved. So that I think if we can see that God loves us in that way as well, it's not that God loves us despite our weaknesses or problems or failures. Uh, God just loves us and does want to see us grow and does want to see yeah. us mature and become more and more like him because he loves us so much. Yeah. That's and that is exactly the heart of this psalm. Yeah. Uh, it is so good. I read a pastor this last week that was uh, reframing that uh, that idea of oh no, God sees uh, everything about my life. And he said this. He said um, uh, we could look at this and say oh wow, this is a terrifying reality, <laughs> or you could say oh this is an unbelievable privilege. And then he writes, living becomes an awesome business when you realize that you spend every moment of your life in the sight and the company of an all-knowing and ever-present God. Yes. Uh, that was a helpful reframe for me this last week, and um, especially as we kind of read through this psalm. That's the idea, is that this is, you get the privilege of living with God's full attention uh, focused on who you are, and He and that He knows you and loves you deeply. Yes. That's, that's magnificent. Yeah, it's yeah. magnificent. And so even... Uh, so we, we'll we'll talk through a, a little bit of this, but I, I, I kind of want to keep going back yeah. to David's response. Um, uh, see if I can find it here. Um, I'm sorry. Uh, 
he, he essentially says that this is just too great. So he says in verse six, such knowledge is too wonderful for me, too great for me to understand. Mm-hmm. Essentially, he's, he just, his response to knowing how much God sees him, knows him and loves him is like, wow, that's, that's more than I can comprehend. <laughs> it's yes. more than I can deal with. And how awesome is that? Yes. And isn't that true that this greatness and love of God and the greatness of the love of God is so great that we can't even understand it? There's a mystery to yeah, it, and right. that's a good thing? <laughs> yes, absolutely. So, okay, we were talking about this too, that there's this cool thing that David does in this psalm, which I think is maybe not quite as easy to recognize at first, um, but then when you hear this, you'd be like, oh yeah, this... this, uh, this you see it. It's really cool. So all throughout this psalm, um, we kind of, David uses opposites when he's talking about things, yeah. right? Um, and so he'll say things like, uh, you know, everything about me, you know, when I sit down or when I stand up, you know, my thoughts, even though I'm far away. So thoughts there is kind of a reference to really close, intimate, like conversation, mm-hmm. you know, so you you know my thoughts because we're, we're at a table eating together, talking together, and then you know, but you still know it when I'm far away, so opposites there again. Um, you see me when I travel and when I rest at home, you know everything I do, and he, ke- he keeps on doing some of this stuff. You go before me and yet you follow me. Uh, uh, I can never escape. I can never get away from, I can never escape from your spirit. If I go up to heaven, you are there. If I go down to the grave, you are there. Uh, if I ride on the wings of the morning, if I dwell by the furthest oceans. So what those are is they're called, he's the, David is using what's called mirisms. Um, in, in as he's writing, these are called mirisms. So he uses two things that are opposite of each other. Yes. But the intention is that those, uh, it includes everything that's in between those opposites. Right. So he's describing really this enormity yes. of, of God. And of God's knowledge of of Him, yes. of us, yeah. And he do, he's not su- he's not super specific about what those the enormity of that is. He's leaving that up to the imagination of the reader. Yeah. Uh, and so it's really cool. So anything that you can imagine in between these two, uh, you know, opposite ended things is included in what God knows about you, what He loves about you, and and how you know aware of of you He is. Right, which if you think about it in terms of these just humongous opposites or extremes of a spectrum, then the understanding is that God knows us better than we know ourselves. Yes. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. One of them that I really like, which is also kind of a fun thing to know, um, he, he references essentially his complete understanding of what exists of the earth as it is it is as it exists right so where he says if i ride on the wings of the morning and if i dwell on the furthest oceans there he's making a geographical reference to the sun rising in the east yeah uh on the wings of the morning and then setting on the far western side of the of uh the oceans which would have been the mediterranean sea for them right uh and so essentially he's saying everything that I can see that I know exists. Uh, God, God is in those things. There, He's yes. there in, in all of that as well, which is really cool. It's very cool, and even beyond what I know, even beyond yes. what I can see or what I have experienced. Yeah, 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 yeah. So there's this really so mirrorisms are a really cool thing uh, in in this author in David writing the psalm, trying to capture 
everything that exists yes. in in all of his experience. Yes. So it's really fun to think about. I was just noting and and looking up here so that I uh, got the wording right that uh, that Paul does something very similar yeah. in the book of Ephesians when he talks about uh, the love of God and says that um, uh, that I I pray that you being rooted and established in love, you being being followers of Jesus. Uh, may have power together with all the Lord's holy people to grasp how wide and long and high and deep is the love of Christ. Uh, and so not quite the same opposites that da- or, the, or or mirrorisms that uh, David's using, but just the same idea that this is greater than you can understand or imagine yeah. uh, beyond our, uh, our vision. Yes, absolutely. So Pastor Holly, as we uh, think about the way I mean, and and this psalm goes on to to varier, varying degrees. I'd say maybe even more specific language about how we are so intimately known by yeah. God. Yes. So I mean, in the later part of this uh, psalm, it talks about how you made all the delicate inner parts of my body. You knit me together in my mother's womb. Thank you for making me so wonderfully complex. Uh, your workmanship is marvelous. You watched as I was being formed. Uh, as I was woven together in the in the dark of the womb, I mean, just incredible images. Here. Yes. What, as as you have gone in your practice of faith and and knowing God and being known by God, what are some of the things that you the practices that you have that help you feel like you know God and that God knows you? Yeah. Well, I think a lot of that can be found in the Psalms. I think that that uh, reading through and meditating and praying the Psalms has been a really meaningful practice for me in terms of um, of recognizing uh, God and recognizing God in uh, not only within the words that are found there, but in the descriptions of God in mm-hmm. in his creation, God uh, revealing himself through, uh, through through the created world, and then also uh, through Scripture, and then of course, uh, and and most uh, importantly through the person of Jesus Christ. And so, so to read through the Psalms, and then to read also and meditate on uh, the Gospels uh, to uh, to to learn more about the person of Jesus, because we know that that Jesus is the revelation of God, and yeah. so to to know Jesus is to know God. Yes. Yeah, that's really good. And in fact, at the end of our of the message yesterday, we kind of jumped to the book of John because there's this really cool scene. So it's, I, it's uh, it's pretty amazing to be able to talk about Psalm one thirty nine and to reflect on the the significant degree to which we are known by God. And I don't know for some people that might be uncomfortable. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but it's this is this knowing the there is a foundation here of love and grace and invitation into that relationship. Uh, but then to connect that with the person of Jesus is pretty significant. So this happens a couple of times in the New Testament, which is really fun to read uh, in John. So one of the gospels that Pastor Holly just mentioned, um, there is uh, this story of Nathaniel. So this is where it's John chapter one. So in the book of John, uh, this is where the... Jesus is calling the the apostles. So uh, he first he goes through a couple of people and and he gets to Philip, uh, and Philip uh, goes and sees Jesus and responds in faith and and becomes one of Jesus's group here. And yeah. then it says in verse forty five. So Philip goes to find Nathaniel. It says Philip found Nathaniel 
And he said to him, We found him of whom Moses in the law and also the prophets wrote, Jesus of Nazareth. So, hey, we found this guy that Moses wrote about, the Messiah. Yeah. And it's Jesus. Right. Um, and Nathaniel said to him, Oh, so uh, Philip does mention that Jesus comes from Nazareth. Which right. Kind of fun. This is the town, right? Little He's little from, town. Little town. And so the first thing it says is Nathaniel said to him, "Can anything good come out of Nazareth?" Right. So snark right a off the snark, bat. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so there's a little attitude here, which is kind of fun. And then Philip says to him, "Well, come and see." I yes. love the come and see aspect of the calling yes. of the disciples. It's really cool. And so then it says, as the as it goes on. Uh, Jesus saw Nathanael coming toward him and said of and said to him, "Behold, an Israelite indeed, or one of incredible integrity." Other translations say, "In whom there is no deceit." And Nathanael said to him, "How do you know me?" Mm. I love this. <laughs> and Jesus said to him, "Before Philip called you, when you were under the fig tree, I saw you." Wow, so good. Yes, before Philip saw you before Philip asked you or invited you. Mm. I saw you before saw you. you even knew. Yeah. And, yeah. Why, and why did he see him? Why was he able to do that? Because he's the Messiah, because yes. he's God, you know? Uh, and there's this connection with this Jesus being God, knowing his children. Yes. And so there's this, there's this sense of that here in this story of the calling of Nathaniel. Yes. Uh, and it's, which is connected to Psalm 139. There's a really, really cool uh, thread throughout the book of John, and it's related to that language of come and see that we see early in when Jesus is calling his disciples, uh, come and see. So there's this invitation for people to to come and to know Jesus. And Jesus stating here to Nathaniel, I already know you. Yeah. I already know you. Yeah. <laughs> and the invitation is for you to come and see uh, and know me as well. And then... Um, Later in the book, we've talked about this story over and over again, but later in the, in the book of John, when uh, Jesus goes to uh, to the grave of his, or, or rather to the home of his friend Lazarus who had died, and he's with the grieving sisters, uh, and Jesus is also grieving and weeping. And Jesus said, where have they laid his body, my friend's body? Um, and the sisters said to Jesus, come and see. Yeah. And uh, and then at that point where they invited Jesus to come to this place of their greatest need and the place where they were most vulnerable. Uh, they invited Jesus into that. He already knew, yeah. uh, but they invited him. And at that point, uh, then Jesus brought life yeah. to Lazarus. So at this point yeah. where where Jesus's invitation to us to come and see him uh, is is reflected then in our openness to say, Jesus, come and see me. Yeah, right. Uh, that's where I believe that life happens. Yes. Oh, so good. So if you want to kind of just summarize that with a phrase here, Psalm 139, uh, in the, being known by God (laughs) equals life. Yes. (laughs) Yes. Right. Uh, so good. Yeah. So, you know, I'm thinking, I've been very thoughtful of what, what are the practices that, um, so knowing that God knows me, um, you know, I respond in, I want to respond in openness and say, okay, God, I know that you have this loving compassion toward me. Your thoughts are toward me. Actually, um, we had, uh, there was a cool, a cool kind of verse, 
Um, where was that, Pastor Holly, that we were uh, talking verse about? Verse 17. Verse 17, that's that. right. Would you read verse 17? Yes, although we may, it might be interesting to read it in, in, with both here because I think we might have slightly different uh, wordings. But the, okay. but it, Psalm 139, verse 17 uh, in the New Living Translation says, How precious are your thoughts about me, O God. They are innumerable. I can't even count them. Yeah. So we there was this question that we were kind of looking at about what is the what are the precious uh, are your thoughts uh, about me or what yeah. is that what does that mean? There's usually there's a note in most Bibles here that talk about um, how you know or how you know what that wording actually is. It's right. actually a directional word. So how precious are your thoughts towards me? Yes. Uh, is maybe a better a better way of of thinking about that. Um, yeah, so knowing that God has this love for me, that he's He's thinking toward me, mm-hmm. he's aware of all of this stuff about my life, how am I responding, right? Right. And so I want to respond in openness, uh, and I, I don't want, we've talked about this a lot over these last several years, I don't want to re- respond by closing off, shutting doors, pulling away, Right. even if... I know that there's sin in my life or something. It's uncomfortable when I feel that conviction of the Lord um, and his call to me to come back to his way of life. Yes. Um, and so I've tried to develop a practice of just being really open and saying, okay, here's here's me. So that's looked a number of different ways over the years, yeah. whether I've written things out, here's what I'm struggling with, here are my, my doubts, here are my... I'm suffering in this way, I'm worried about this, I'm afraid, I'm mad, whatever, uh, just to say, okay, here it is, God, this is me. Because he already knows. He but, already knows, But yep. it's, a, it's a helpful way to respond for me. Even another level of this for me is to be able to, to be willing to have conversation about some of that stuff with other people. Because yeah. for me, it's one thing to write it all out, but then it makes it feel more serious if I like if I tell my my small group guys about it, or I've got two other pastor friends that I talk about with all the time, or can I tell them about that stuff? It's another kind of level of openness before God for me. Right, absolutely, because we can we can write things out for ourselves, or even say them out loud for ourselves, and still hang on to them in our hearts yeah. and uh, and not not really open those to God, even right. though we know that. We know that he already knows, and so sometimes um, just taking care of that privately doesn't doesn't change um, our our reality. So, yeah, absolutely, sharing with somebody else if you can can find one or two other people in your life who are uh, who who you know that you can trust, who love you not despite your faults, but yeah. just love you. Just love you, so uh, good. Then uh, those are safe people to yeah. to share with. Yeah. Well, lots to think about this week, lots to to meditate on, to pray on. Uh, we encourage you to take Psalm 139, make it a daily thing for you this week, and let the Lord speak to you. Receive the Lord's love and, and uh, of knowing you. Open yourself up to God and just see what He will do for you this week and ongoing. It's pretty incredible. It is. Yeah. All right. Well, see you later. Have a great week. 